Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. Today I'll be joined by my co-host, Thomas the Spurs Dude Vega, also known as TTSD. We'll be talking about the Spurs' loss on the road yet again to the Washington Wizards by a score of 116 to 106. And the real story here is the injury to LaMarcus Aldridge. So we'll talk about that. What do we think about the Spurs' chances going forward? And a little bit more on an all-new episode of the Two Shots Podcast, starting now. All right, Thomas, this was a, another, you know, loss on the road for the Spurs. And, and man, it was just, this one got ugly early. You know, once LaMarcus went down, that was pretty much it for the Spurs. They kind of just fell apart at the seams. And the real story here is what really lost the game for the Spurs was once again, mental lapses on the defensive end, not getting back basically on transition defense. And really not doing a great job of keeping the uh, the Wizards off the three-point line. Um, they shot about 41.7% on the night, the Washington Wizards did, in making 10 of the 24 three-point attempts that they had. Uh, and also the fast break points, of course, were in favor of the Washington Wizards. Again, hinting back at that transition defense. Second chance points were actually in favor of the Spurs, which means the Spurs won the rebounding battle. Points in the paint, that nod went over to the Washington Wizards. Washington had 50. Spurs scored only 46. Uh, highlights of the night, or should I say as far as points scored, <clears throat> we go down the line here. We had Rudy Gay with 8 points on the night. Davis Bertans, 8 points. Joffrey Laverne had 9. Paul Gasol, 10. Tony Parker, 7. Bryn Forbes had 12 on the night. And uh, Brandon Paul scored 4. And Manu Ginobili, he added 3 points on the night. Of course, you know, <clears throat> we also had the starter in LaMarcus Aldridge, who scored 13 before he got injured. And we also had Kyle Anderson with seven, Patty Mills with 11, Danny Green with six, and I mean, DeJounte Murray with six, and Danny Green, he added eight points on the night. And what's telling about this stat sheet, Thomas, is that everybody that played scored, mm -hmm. which was great. They had a great balanced scoring effort. The problem, again, being that the Spurs just can't seem to fix this conundrum. You know, they have this issue... And they've had this issue all season with getting back on transition D, mental lapses at key moments in the game, and kind of just letting things get away from them. They kind of get away from their their game plan a little bit. And I attribute it to just mental lapses. They're not mentally strong uh, in these moments when, you know, some of their star players go down. They just kind of seem to fall apart, which is, you know, not the normal for for everybody here in Spurs Nation. And we had a lot of angry fans tonight. And I was listening to React, and I'm pretty sure you were as well with Chris Duell. And Spurs Nation across the, the board, they were quite upset. So I'm going to get your take on what do you think with this injury to LaMarcus Aldridge 
what are the Spurs' chances moving forward as far as, you know, getting a playoff spot in this, you know, race in the Western Conference? And we don't even know how long he'll be out. I mean, what do you think, Thomas? Well, it's going to be very difficult. Um, one of the main reasons for that is because, you know, ever since Kawhi's been out for most of the season, you know, Marcus Aldridge has really, you know, been, you know, stepping up in terms of scoring, and he's been the one that's been providing a lot of scoring for the Spurs, other than Rudy Gay, who comes off the bench. But, you know, LaMarcus is pretty much their entire offense right now, and if he's not there, it's going to be hard for the Spurs to score any points, and I just don't see how they could beat anyone without him. And Yeah, and what about Kawhi, point, you know? We have the Kawhi yeah, drama, I mean, too. We don't know if he's coming back or not. Yeah, and I don't think he is. And, you know, th- which is why, you know, months ago I said that I didn't feel like – well, actually, months ago I, I had predicted that he may miss the rest of the season. A lot of people gave me a lot of flack <laughs> over it. A lot of people said I was lying, that I was making up stories. You don't know, know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. You're fake you news, know, Thomas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And now uh, – you, you fast forward about three, four, five months later, and boy, oh boy, was I right. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, uh, people can choose to believe it or not, but, you know, I kind of saw it coming. Even four or five months ago, I saw it coming. And so I'm not really too shocked that Kawhi's still out because this is something that I expected. I didn't really expect him to come back at all. And, you know, I was surprised that he came back the few games that he did, but, um, in terms of him not playing at all the rest of the season, I've been, you know, I was spot on. And uh, I know a lot of people are frustrated, but, you know, it's just something that we have to deal with. And obviously, whenever a player doesn't play for a team for a long time, long, long periods of time, they feel kind of alienated. And I think that's how Kawhi Leonard feels, you know, with him not being able to play. He feels kind of alienated from the team and, I think the reason why he's not showing up to some of these games is because it probably hurts him, you know, inside that he can't play. I know it does. You know, it probably just like it probably bothers him that, man, I can't be out there to play. You know, I want to be out there playing, but I can't. You know, my body doesn't feel right. And that's the reason there's that disconnect between the team and himself. And it's just it would happen to any person. You know, it would happen to any player, anybody. If you're out for a long period of time and you know you can't play, it's almost it's almost like it's almost kind of like pointless to even show up to the games. And I know that you know you want to be there for moral support, but there's nothing Kawhi Leonard can do or say that's going to help this team play better. He can't go. I mean, he can tell them, you know, little pointers and you know pep talks, but at the end of the day, the Spurs are who they are. You know, Kawhi can only tell him so much, you know, on the bench. Like, I understand, you know, people want him to be there. But at the same time, you you, uh, you know, you can only tell the team so many positive things. And at the end of the day, they have to be able to go out there and produce those points and get those victories. And that's all. He, he can't control the team. You know, if he's not out there playing, there's nothing he can do about it. And no. I think that's the reason why Kawhi has been out, you know, even away from the team. It's because he just... I think it just feels to him that it's almost pointless to even be there. And I think that's why he hasn't been there. Yeah, that's a that's a good, you know, topic you bring up. Um one thing that I'm watching right now too is looking at some of the scores from the night. Uh, of course the Rockets 
down the Bulls 118-86. But the one game that I'm really keeping an eye on, and now it's a final, and thank God for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> they winded up beating, come, they came from behind, and they beat the New Orleans Pelicans, which we were a half game behind. So we really don't change in the standings. The final score was 107 to 103, Portland over the Pelicans. And unfortunately, the Denver Nuggets did win. So it's uh-huh. they beat the Raptors, which I don't, I mean, they didn't, I'm sorry, they lost to the Raptors, 114 to 110, which is yeah. going to help us out. I mean, we have some more games coming out uh, tomorrow, and we're just going to have to see what happens Moving forward, you know, until the Spurs play again and on Thursday. And Thursday's a tough game, man. They they got the OKC. They got OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. <laughs> and you might not yeah, have LaMarcus. I mean, yeah, if they don't have Aldridge that game, they're not going to win it. I'm just telling you straight up, they're not going to win that game. Not without LaMarcus Aldridge because you got to worry about Steven Adams. Who's going to guard Steven Adams in the post? They have Paul Steven Gasol. Adams. Paul Gasol will guard him. Oh, forget it. <laughs> He's going to get eaten alive. Paul Gasol may as well not even show up at all. I mean, It's like Shaq says, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken with (laughs) habanero sauce. (laughs) I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, you can't expect Paul Gasol at his age to go out there and, you know, all games, stay out there with Adams. That's not realistic. And also, Laverne is also undersized, so he's not going to help either. it's more of the speed and, and athleticism, know, I think, for the OKC that oh, really yeah. bothers I mean, the Spurs. You got to worry about Russell Westbrook. Now, the one guy I'm not really too worried about is Carmelo Anthony. Oh, Carmelo yeah. is almost, he's on the decline. As yeah. a player, to me, he looks like he's on the decline. He doesn't look like the same player he once was. Yeah. And I think it's just age catching up to him. He's I just mean, a spot-up shooter, man. That's all he is right now. He yeah, just he's sits the, there and passing the I mean, ball. Yeah, he's not the same scorer he once was, and yeah. I think he's just his body's just getting he's getting older, and he's just not the same player he once was. The one guy that can get it going is Paul George because he's younger, um, but you know you got you know Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Adams; those are like the best three players on that team. You know, yeah, and you know that experiment's uh, not working. You know, with those big three with uh, Russell and Paul George and Carmelo. I think if they were to take Carmelo out of that equation, you would have a much mm-hmm. better, more improved OKC team. You know, I think, uh, you know, Carmelo is just getting in the way at this point. Yeah, I think he's taking too many shots and it's yeah. ruining their. Uh, it's ruining the flow. Chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what we have coming up for the Spurs. I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. They have the OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder, on the 29th. Then they have the Rockets on Easter Sunday, I believe. That's, uh, yeah, it's Easter Sunday, April the 1st. They're going to play the Rockets, an early game at 2.30 p.m. Then they play the Clippers on April the 3rd. Then on Wednesday, April the 4th, it's the Lakers. Then on April the 7th. Blazers, April the 9th, it's the Kings, and then they end the season at, you know, I think it's over. They're going to be playing New Orleans over in the, the the Pelicans over there in New Orleans, so they're going to end the season against the, the Pelicans. You know what, Thomas? I mean, just with your injury to LaMarcus, 
and we don't know how many days he'll be out. Will he be out one game? Will he be out two games? Possibly three games? We have no idea until they take a regular, you know, a really good look at his knee. But that Pelicans game might be very important for the Spurs. I think that the final seeding will not be set in stone until the final ball drops on that last day of the season. I mean, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty much, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, that's what it's looking more and more like. Um, it's going to come down to that very last game against the Pelicans. And, you know, I mean, if Aldridge is back and hopefully, you know, the injury is not as bad as it is or bad as it looks, hopefully it's, you know, just a little banged up knee where, you know, he can heal up over time over a few days. Um, it, you know, hopefully it's not serious because if it's serious where he's going to miss two weeks or they're pretty much, they're not going to win those games. No, they I should mean, just should put just... some Vicks on it, man. We'll give him some Sprite and he'll be fine, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, someone call up the Robolita immediately. <clears throat> yes. Get her in that Spurs sana, sana, room. colita de oh. rana. <laughs> and what you know maybe because you know the medical staff has already tried everything in their power but i think we need an abuelita real abuelita <laughs> get her in there and uh see what she can do for the players just rub it out <laughs> just rub it out on you know what they haven't tried on on Kauai yet i bet you they haven't tried the huevo they need i don't think so they need to try the old school huevo you know how when you were sick your abuelita would rub the huevo all over you <clears throat> and then yeah. it would crack it <laughs> Uh-huh. They need to try something because, I mean... Nothing's working? Yeah. It's just the, the grind of the season, you know, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season and these guys are playing, especially LaMarcus. I mean, he's out there like a racehorse, you know. He has to work at maximum capacity for the, for the whole time he's out there just to keep the Spurs in the game. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because he's basically doing it out there all by himself, you know, trying to keep the Spurs in the game. And he does have, you know, the Spurs have looked better as of late with, you know, with helping LaMarcus. You know, we've had some more production out of people who once were laying eggs like, you know, Patty Mills. And and we've had more consistent uh, offensive production out of Danny Green. But we still need to see some more, you know, out of like a Bryn Forbes and, and, you know, a little bit more out of DeJounte at times. I mean, DeJounte is great and he's a great young player. I just want him to be a little bit more selfish at times. And if he has an open shot, I mean, I just want him to take it. There's been times where I see him coming down the, the court and Pop wants him to, like, stop and set the let the offense get set. But he's had some mismatches and he's had some great looks where it just kind of leaves me scratching my head. You know, it's like, you know what, if you have this mismatch, DeJounte, you just need to be able to break this guy down one-on-one and get an easy bucket for the Spurs. And then that allows them to get back on transition D because they don't have to come all the way down the court. So I think they that would probably be a little bit better for the Spurs in the long run, especially in some key moments because DeJounte is most of the time the fastest guy out on the court. I mean, you've seen that too, right? Oh, yeah. You know, DeJounte Murray, he's the quickest guy out there. He's the youngest one. Um He's got, you know, a lot of athleticism and speed. So if he uses that to his advantage, and that's one thing, you know, we've been talking about too, you know, he just needs to attack the basket when he's, you know, he's got the handles, the ball handles. And I think, I think sometimes he just tries to, it looks like he wants to make a move and then he just like backs away from it. (laughs) 
it's like he he like he wants to make a move but then he he goes halfway into it and he decides oh no no uh he second guesses himself a lot you know because he's still young but it'll come with experience i'm just glad and grateful that he's had these quality minutes because can you imagine if he hadn't had these quality minutes earlier in the season and they just throw him out there right now we'd be in a world of hurt you know oh yeah so, yeah, we just need to see more production out of some players. I mean, Davis, I know he's he's better than what he's playing on, but his minutes haven't been what they used to be. And the same thing with, like, you know, Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes, I mean, I don't know what happened to that dude, but he just kind of fell off, man. It, very disappointed in him as, you know, as the later part of the season is already hidden. He just seems to be disappearing more and more. I mean, is this what we're going to be expecting from a Bryn Forbes who was a good shooter earlier in the year? Uh, and then we need him now to kind of step up and knock down some some key buckets for us when nobody else is scoring. Is he going to be one of these guys who just lays an egg in the playoffs? I mean, what do you think? I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I think Brent Forbes is just a role player. I mean, he's we're not going to get anything more than what we're getting out of him now. He's he's a role player. He's almost like a Gary type of Gary Neal player, um, three point shooter, but that's. That's about it. I mean, I don't really expect him to do much more really than do that. Much else, yeah. I mean, he is what he is. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it's funny and it's comical to me. I mean, were you in the Spurs locker room when they held the the team meeting, Thomas? Was I in it? Yeah, were you there? No, right? Oh no, no. <laughs> I wasn't there either, and I'm sure every you know Spurs fan out there wasn't in the Spurs locker room either. But it's funny to me how, like earlier tonight, there was this one guy that called in to react. And he's talking like he was in the locker room for the Spurs meeting, for the player, the players only meeting, mind you. I'm like, guys, nobody was in the locker room but the players. None of the media was in there. You know, none of, none, nobody else was in there but... The players. So a lot of these fans that are thinking that they know better and they know actually what went down, none of us do. You know, it's 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 purely based on speculation. Maybe this occurred. Yeah, Maybe this happened. Maybe somebody was outside and overheard a word or two being spoken. But we really don't know what transpired in that locker room. And then you have these reports coming out from the loudmouth jackass who is Steven Jackson. And you know, and that and this is the thing, I feel a, a certain way about him because yeah, he is a loudmouth, and yes, he does say a lot of things to Ryle Spurs fans up. But if you really listen to what he was saying, there's kind of some truth in what he actually said. You know, there's some truth in it, but the other parts of it are more exaggerations you know it's kind of hard to really listen to the guy and get a a really good fact out of him because it's you know it's a it's a bunch of bs that's wrapped up in all this stuff you know and he doesn't know really how to deliver the message without trying to sound like a, a total ass so a lot of spurs fans including myself we just don't like him we feel like he's a little salty because you know he was let go when we we got our, our ring in 2014 i mean what were your thoughts on what he was saying? Yeah, you know, he he mentioned something about <laughs> Tony Parker was a little selfish because <laughs> he didn't pass him the ball in that OKC series back in, 
think he really meant 2012. Yeah. He meant to say that, but he said 2014. And I, I don't know. He said 2014, but that's the year they won. Yeah. So, um, I think he might have been drunk on that on that podcast on the herd. <laughs> uh, a little too much fancy. <laughs> he was hitting something, you know. He you need to lay off the sauce, yeah. Stephen Jackson. Come on now. But I mean, you know, we even I even got comments, you know, because I put the video up there and I was letting everybody just have a good, you know, healthy conversation. But then you get the people who think they know everything and that they know better, and they don't. You know, I don't know any better. You don't know any better. We all don't know. We really don't know what went down. Unless you're there and you know what was said and word yeah. for word. And, you know, then that's the only way you could, you know, possibly know what's going on. But yeah, no one was there. So, you know, everybody's just speculating and rumors. And that's how rumors get started. Yeah. You have you know, these. No one's there. You have the amateur Spurs analysts that think they know better than the national media and the local media that covers the, you know, the Spurs here in San Antonio. And, and it's nothing, there's no merit to that. It's just all, like you said, a bunch of fake news and that's all it is, you know. So we'll just hopefully just, you know, hope and pray that the Spurs will have a winning record to end the season. You know, I don't care what happened during the regular season. At the end of the season, they need to at least, you know, have a winning record because they need to close it out. And guarantee themselves a playoff spot because, man, I don't know, man, with this injury to, to Marcus, I'm I'm feeling a little shaky. And I think this is what's really happening with a lot of Spurs fans. And you tell me if I'm wrong, Thomas. Uh, I'll get to you, you know, right after I say this. I think a lot of Spurs fans here in San Antonio and to start the season, they were all gun ho about, yeah, man, this is going to be great. You know, Kawhi's out, but he's going to come back. Then it turns out he doesn't. You know, and then mm-hmm. the Spurs start losing and they're trying to figure things out. And I think really what's going on is Spurs fans are so upset right now because we've been so spoiled and we're always used to winning and winning big and winning 50 plus games every single season. And unfortunately, that's not going to happen this season. The 50 game win season, that's out the door. You know, the Spurs basically could only afford to lose one more game and they have to win the rest. And even if they win the rest of their games going forward, they're not going to win 50 games. That's You can just close the door on that. That's not going to happen. But basically what I'm saying is Spurs fans in general are so upset right now with this two-game skid, and they're upset with the team because we're not used to losing. What do you think, Thomas? Oh, yeah, that's – oh, yeah, I totally agree. You know, everybody's – you know, we've been used to them winning all these years and we've never really encountered a bad season and whew, you know, it's been twenty years plus years. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been years. Um some of us haven't ever experienced exper- well, the younger fans, you know, haven't experienced this. So you know, we're we're not used to it. So it's it's different. You know, it feels different. But you know, this is the same way Laker fans have been feeling for the past three years. Yeah. Past four years, you know, can you imagine how long they've been feeling like this? They've been feeling like this for a long time, and I think we're just now starting to feel. And even then, the Spurs aren't as bad as the Lakers, but we're, you're getting a little taste of what it was like for Laker fans for the past three years, how they've been feeling. And they're still feeling the same way because, you know, that team still isn't good either. Um, yeah. But, you know, 
eventually injuries start to happen, you know, players leave and, you know, legends retire from the game and everything changes, you know. And like I said, you know, people that are saying that Kawhi needs to be at the games, and I kind of get it, you know, why you would want to see him out there. But at the same time, you got to think to yourself, really, is that really going to help the Spurs win games? No. Nope. You know, is that really <laughs> by him being there? Is by it moral really support. Help? I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, all he can do is just tell him, have a good game, guys. You know, go out there, play hard. That's all he can really tell him. He can't really tell him anything more than that. You know, you got to go out in there. You have to go out there and do it. You know what you got to do to win the game, but it's all about how you execute. And yeah. Kawhi being there, Kawhi not being there, it's not going to change the Spurs record. It's not going to change, you know, the outcome of games. So I could see why he doesn't show up to the games. It's because he knows that it's kind of pointless, you know. And and this is not the first time we've seen this happen. There's been other athletes in other sports or even in the NBA where they get hurt and they're out for the majority of the year. They don't show up to the games, you know. Yeah. They might for a little bit, but eventually they just stop showing up because they know – well, look at Gordon Hayward. On yeah, the, on that's the exactly what he's I was about to say. Gordon Hayward, he's been out. He hasn't showed up to any Celtics games. But he's dude, he's on Twitch. He's on Twitch playing Fortnite. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because he know, and the reason for that is because he knows that he can't help them. Yeah. Even if he wants to, he can't help the team win. So it's almost like, well, I mean, I can't help them so it's almost pointless showing up you know let me let me say this let me say this you know one thing that spurs fans don't really understand i believe is that yes Kawhi might not be there you know and it's like you said part of it might be yeah he knows he can't help the team and he wants to be out there and it's kind of disappointing for him but to the flip side of that how do they not know that he's not getting worked on or he's not doing rehab and he's not trying really hard to try to get himself right to get back, you know, before the, the Spurs hit the the playoffs. Or maybe he's thinking, hey, man, I'm still going to be able to come back right before, you know, that last game of the season or two or three games, you know, left in the season and Kawhi comes back. I mean, we don't know what, what's really going on with him. We can just speculate. You know what? But who knows? I want to bring up another point. I want to bring up another point. Yeah. Just yesterday, I was on the Phoenix Suns Twitter feed, and I, I saw something very interesting. It was from Devin Booker. They were interviewing Devin Booker, and they asked him, uh, you know, what's it like to not play? And, you know, I know a lot of fans are, you know, they're getting on you because you're not there and you're not playing, and they're kind of like saying, oh, he's not hurt. He's faking his injury. <laughs> and Devin Booker said, no, I'm not faking my injury. Of course I want to be out there and play, but I can't. My hand is hurt. You know, I injured my hand. And I can't play through it. I mean, I can't play, you know, but I want to be out there. Of course, I want to be out there. Who doesn't? But, you know, even, you know, he's in the same predicament as Kawhi Leonard, just as there's other players, you know, getting hurt too. Kawhi Leonard's not the only guy that's hurt. There's been a lot of players this season on different oh, yeah. teams that have been going out with injuries. So Some it's key not injuries. Like he's the only one. Yeah, you there's... know, the injuries have been hitting players all season. So, you know, people just have to realize that, hey, you know, there's only so much they can do. If they're hurt and they can't help the team, you know, them being there isn't going to really help them either. I mean, you know, their presence, you know, yeah, it might be nice to see them, but they can't help the team win if they're not out there on the floor. So they, they know this, and which is why they step away. And, and of course, yeah, you're going to feel alienated 
you know, as it is, when you can't play, you feel alienated from the team. You feel like an alien. You know, you feel like you're disconnected. But that's with any team. That's with any yeah. player. Basically, what uh, it is is that he doesn't have the camaraderie that he once had with the with the team because he hasn't been with them most of the season. But yeah, once he starts yeah. playing again, I mean, that, that'll that'll work itself out. Oh yeah, you know. But that's and that's with any person. That's with any person. Yeah. So all this is think is just like fake news and a lot of things that are coming out are just you know ESPN looking for for clickbait. <laughs> Trying to scare people and yeah. say Kawhi's hot right now. Let's well, just find they something. They have to have, you know, the thing about these, you know, media folks is that they have to write stories for a living. So if they yeah. don't have nothing to talk about, what are they going to write make about? Make it up. You know, they, you know. Yeah, they got to so. they got to make stuff up just just to just to have a job and, you know, have people oh, click yeah. on their websites and all this, you know, and get the attention that they 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 need to keep their jobs or keep their 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 money coming in, you know, their bread and butter. But I mean, there's other ways to do it. I mean, you could go and look for different angles. You don't always have to be, you know, putting fake news out there. And I try not to report the fake news. I try to post stuff from reputable sources, you know, coming from Spurs beat writers here in in San Antonio and and other trusted sources and other media uh, people that I know personally, um, you know, and that's what I put out there. I don't try to put out none of this, you know, fodder that's out there. So if I post something or, you know, or Thomas posts something, it's usually coming from credible sources. We don't like to post stuff from like, you know, I don't know, some, some offbeat website you never heard of. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like you get a lot of those on your news feeds. You, oh man. Oh, you know, this and that. It's all like, it's fake people. <laughs> yeah. From skunk news basketball. I'm like, what, what the heck is yeah, that? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like come on, news. man. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't see it, you know, it's being quoted, you know, a quote from a Spurs beat writer or from somebody, you know, here personally that covers the Spurs in San Antonio or, you know, like they say from the Oracle, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, most of the time his stuff is, you know, facts. It's based on facts and and it goes with more of the, you know, like stuff that's happening, breaking news when it has to deal with. I guess like player injuries, things of that nature or trade talks, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But when he tries to like dip his foot into like this Kawhi drama and all these stories that he was trying to write with Michael C. Wright, that just took a turn for the worse. And then they discredit him and then they get egg on their face. And you know what? He just needs to stick to what he does, you know, and and stop trying to dip your foot in and something else that really you got no business doing, you know? Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll go ahead and end the episode of the Two Shots podcast here. And, you know, we'll just have to see what happens in this next game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That one's just going to be a tough one. But again, you know, the Spurs can win it. I believe if they just play really good defense, you know, they play defense and get back on that transition D, they they give themselves a a chance to win. And if they can knock down threes, uh, that's even better, you know, but Doing that against an Oklahoma City Thunder team is a, is going to be a tall task, but if the Spurs ever wanted a challenge, there's one looking at them right now. And we'll go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots podcast. So you all take care, and until next time, go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go. <laughs>